England. This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Whistling inside with a two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. 75 yards by Monty Williams. Uh, I always do that. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. here at 100.9 the mitts today not in the blazy electra studio coming at you live from the dow event center getting ready for the biggest rivalry in all of high school athletics in the state of michigan bit of a rivalry weekend in the state of michigan in terms of basketball across the state we've got michigan michigan state tomorrow we've got central michigan taking on western michigan tomorrow in mount pleasant but before we get to any of that tonight We've got the very last showdown between the Arthur Hill Lumberjacks and the Saginaw High Trojans. We welcome you into the payoff. Ben Bosher here, honored, privileged to be joined by Brad Tunney. Finally getting back on the air, Brad. That's right. Getting Good ready to be for here. Loon season. It, look, that's how important the Arthur Hill Saginaw rivalry has been. And uh, this is going to be my 10th year in the rivalry. First time I ever called the Saginaw Arthur High or Saginaw Arthur Hill game was in early 2015. Uh, back in the Brian Bowen, Eric Davis uh, days for Arthur Hill, that team that went all the way to the state finals, led by uh, what was the finisher of number two for Michigan Basketball Player of the Year, Eric Davis, went on to play at the Texas Longhorns. And so uh, that got me started in the rivalry, and every year since, it has lived up to the hype. And this is my first time experiencing the rivalry, and you can already start to feel the energy inside a Dow Event Center Starting to build up. We've got a, a girls game going on right now. We're about an hour away until tip-off for the big game. The last two times these teams are going to face off, Brad Tunney. That's right. 114-year history. Dates all the way back to 1903 or somewhere in that decade. And uh, obviously, if you're listening right now, you know everything about this rivalry. At least you know the impact it has made on the community. Saginaw and Arthur Hill consolidated from an athletics and academic standpoint. Prior to last year, Saginaw United, of course, the new building, uh, and the basketball team is the only thing that's left not together. And so for the final time, as of now, there is very much a chance that these two teams will meet again in the postseason in the regionals. Uh, And as of right now, Saginaw would probably be favored in their district. Arthur Hill may be favored as well, but they're in a district with Freeland in Class B. And so we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully they do meet again. But for the time being, the Dow Event Center is going to get to enjoy a great show uh, the way that the Dow Event Center and all the fans here in Saginaw have enjoyed it for decades on end. Uh, So many great meetings between these two programs back in the 90s in particular Maybe the most famous in 1999, the Jason Richardson alley-oop finish on a feed from Tyrell McMath. Half court, forced a stoppage in the game. Fans ran onto the floor in the middle of a high school basketball (laughs) game. Jason Richardson, one of the greatest players in this rivalry's history. We're hoping he makes his way here tonight. Uh, Might already be in attendance, not sure just yet, but... um, you might not be the only alum in attendance tonight. That's right, and there already are a ton of alums here at the Dow Event Center. We pulled up, and most of the parking lots were already full, at least the ones that we were hoping to, to get into. 
I had to curb it, you know, on the in the front of the uh, arena here, but. Um, Mr. Tesla, right in front of wherever he wants to. That's real. Well, now everyone's <laughs> going to know where the car is. You're going to come up and key it. It. Uh, I didn't say where it was. And so, you know, you walk into the arena right now, and while it, it's starting to fill up, I would say about half the seats are full at the moment. Uh, they sold 5,000 tickets for the event. Uh, those 5,000 tickets that went on sale online were sold out in less than 20 minutes. It's incredible. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that. There are way more than 5,000 people here, and obviously there is going to be some form of a maximum today, but uh, if they turn people away at the door, that would be somewhat disappointing because there's going to be some extra space, of course, um, and uh, this rivalry, this final matchup, deserves some standing fans on the sidelines getting after it in uh, this final rendition of the of the rivalry. Well, if they are turning people away at the door, that means this place is absolutely packed. Jam. Arguably the best atmosphere you're going to see in the state of Michigan for a basketball game this week, maybe this weekend. I, I know Michigan and Michigan State are going toe-to-toe -to -toe in Ann Arbor, but a lot of that, light behind that one. Yeah, that game we don't figure to be as close as today, right? No, no, and I, I understand um, Saginaw coming into this one with just um, – a little bit better of a resume as of right now, but I mean, you, you look at the stats in a rivalry like this, and you can just throw them out the window. I think Mark Pearson told me a little bit earlier today, um, the last four games have all been decided by 10 points or less. And that just speaks to the intensity of this rivalry. It comes down to the 50-50 balls. It comes down to who wants it more, who's willing to make the defensive play. It's gonna be one of those type of games here, and I expect the crowd to really be a factor tonight. Hopefully it is. Yeah, Saginaw 13 and 6 right now overall. They're tied for first in the Saginaw Valley League. Uh, just looking at this year's team in particular, they're tied with the Saginaw Heritage Hawks, who are also 8 and 1 in the SVL. Arthur Hill is 13 and 4. They're 7 and 2 in the SVL. Uh, these two teams were supposed to play last weekend, and uh, it didn't happen. And so this is the only regular season matchup of the season. Typically, every year, these two programs will play twice, and then likely a third time in the playoffs. But uh, last week's game did not happen. And so this is the one. This is the one matchup that could help even in a very micro sense, despite today being a very macro day for the rivalry. In a micro sense, could help determine the champion of the Saginaw Valley League, which still carries a lot of weight around these parts. Um, and will moving forward, you know, talk about this rivalry coming to a close today. And, you know, I was listening to some conversations that longtime Saginaw head coach Marshall Thomas and athletic director uh, from 1982 to 2004, Marshall, Coach Thomas, uh, you know, he said, just excited for the future, which there is no one that bleeds and embodies Saginaw more than Coach T. And, you know, he's in attendance today. He's over in the Red Room in the alumni dinner. They'll be hanging out here all night. Probably have to kick those folks out of here at some point because th this is an... This is a total uh, reunion for these folks. Yeah, and, and looking across the way right now, uh, getting a glimpse of Greg McMath making his way courtside. Longtime Arthur Hill head coach. Won the state championship with the Arthur Hill Lumberjacks in 2006. Took this team to the state semifinals in 2015. His son, a key contributor on that 2016. Uh, six team, his grandson right now, one of the better players in the state of Davison High School. Good to see Coach McMath in attendance. Coach this team leading right up to when Tony Davis took him over in 2018 and uh, getting sidetracked of sorts. But uh, 
just super excited. I, I pulled up here and thought, man, this gym's already going to be packed with the amount of cars. I mean, parking is oh, already at a premium right now. You pull up, man, there's not really that many people here just yet it's because they're all in the red room. All the alumni are hanging out, doing their dinner, going over speeches, enjoying each other's company, um, and they'll all make their way in just before the end of the girls' game, which is what we're watching right now between Saginaw United and the Carmen Ainsworth Cavaliers. And uh, even this is a decent game, nine-point game in the uh, start of fourth quarter. Feels like this is today speaking uh, just a little bit more than a basketball game mm -hmm. feels like there's a lot more on the line just between I, I mean the schools have been united here for a couple of years but the history between so these two schools 100 years three. this rivalry ha has been one of the richest ones in all of high school basketball in the state of michigan now just the last guaranteed time that they play each other today it, it couldn't be a better story ending than, than what we have going on today with all the alums maybe a couple celebrities who knows that's right, and there are plenty of them, certainly, over the years. I mean, most of you probably well know some of those names that have uh, come to win a lot here between these two, two programs, uh, maybe most notably Draymond Green. Back-to-back mm -hmm. uh, -back state champions, the only time a Saginaw basketball team went back-to-back, -back, uh, which is saying something because of all the state titles these two teams have. Saginaw High, six of them. Arthur Hill, two of them. Uh, 18 trips to the state championship between the two in their history. And uh, only once did they ever go back to back. And it was in 2007, 2008, led by head coach Lou Dawkins, who we've been told probably not going to be making it here uh, today. Uh, he's down on the coaching circuit. But, uh, you know, those 07 and 08 teams. And then uh, the first year that Julian Taylor took over in 2012, still the head coach today, uh, winning a state title as well. Those Draymond Green teams will go down in history forever in Saginaw in the state of Michigan. And prior to that, a run of three straight years for the city with Arthur Hill winning it in 2006. Uh, and, and that doesn't even uh, come close to then mentioning maybe the greatest player in this rivalry's history, Jason Richardson. Right. Uh, an absolute legend. Uh, Just an electric type of player. Yeah, graduated from Arthur Hill in 1999. You know, the stories told of him, he's a Saginaw Novell guy, was not originally an Arthur Hill player, came over before his sophomore year, and uh, Novell was one of the most heralded basketball programs in the state at the time. They had won four of five state champions uh, state championships in Class C from 1988 to 1992. Jason Richardson falls into their back pocket in the late 90s, and he ends up coming to Arthur Hill and, again, becomes one of the best players really this state wow. has ever seen en route to Michigan State, en route to multiple dunk championships in the NBA uh, in a long-time career. Hoping he is uh, in attendance today for us. Yeah, speaking of people in attendance, uh, throughout the years, this has been one of the games throughout the state of Michigan that Tom Izzo has said, this is a you-can't-miss type of game. Um, don't know if he's going to be here today. I haven't seen him yet. Obviously, Michigan State going to Ann Arbor tomorrow um, for a game against Juwan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines. Here's a little fact for you. What do you got? Michigan State's never gone on the road and beaten Juwan Howard in Ann Arbor. Think that's think that streak ends tomorrow? I'm fighting for the Spartans. I got no dog in the race, but uh, you know, Juwan's postgame comments, and I think you talked about it this week a couple oh, we of did. days ago after oh, a 29 point loss on the road. I mean, buddy. You gave him 97. The self-awareness is uh, <laughs> absolutely lost. <laughs> I mean, Jawan Howard, man. He is uh, shooting himself in the foot for a last-place team at the moment. I think we're in the better the better atmosphere for for high school hoops or hoops well, in general in the state of Michigan. We'll week. see, man. I'm stoked. We're here tonight. This should be a great five, six, 7,000-person uh, 
you know, capacity here at the Dow Events Center. People are flooding in as we speak. Yeah, a lot of folks making their way in now as I think the alumni dinner is probably broken up at this point or is closing in on it. Tomorrow, Central and Western, toilet paper toss game inside McGurk at Mount Pleasant Arena. They're expecting a sellout crowd as well in what has been, I mean, my goodness, one of the best Central men's teams in a long time. Yeah. Uh, was, were picked to finish last in the MAC in the preseason polls, and they've been positioned now in the top three for uh, a couple of weeks. Stoked to go for a rivalry matchup uh, between the Chippewas and Broncos tomorrow. Yeah, Tony Barbie has really got that squad playing hard right now, and, and I think everyone, a part of that team, whether it's point starters, bench guys, even the managers, everyone is really bought in. You can you can feel the intensity. In the barn on, barn on Broomfield uh, should be an electric atmosphere again tomorrow. That one's at 7 p.m. Uh, Western coming up to Mount Pleasant. We're just under 50 minutes away from tip-off here at the Dow Event Center. I'll throw the number out if anybody's got some predictions for the game tonight. Arthur Hill taking on Saginaw. Just One say what up. You got some time. memories? You driving into the arena tonight? Absolutely. Yeah, let us know. Any Arthur Hill, Saginaw grads out there, let us know the class. 989-837-6125. Things are getting electric here at the Dow Event Center for this girls game going on. We'll have more for you on the other side. You're listening to 100.9 The Mint. This is the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Hopefully one of the best basketball games that these two schools have ever played against each other. I mean, wouldn't that be the way to send it off, Brad, the last time you potentially play each other and you have a game that comes right down to the wire? Well, look, that's what everyone's hoping for. Look, last year, Saginaw made it all the way to the state semifinals, kind of uh, you know, in unconvincing fashion, not because uh, they weren't a really good team. Coach Julian Taylor, one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan, but throughout the season, it was like, man, are they even a, a regional champion, let alone a team that can get to the Breslin this year? And they made it all the way to the state semis a season ago. Uh, this year, team's pretty darn good too. But even last year, when it felt like, man, Saginaw is the much better team compared to Arthur Hill. They won one game by two points, and they won the other by four. This rivalry gives us something every year, and especially the last few seasons. There were some murky years in there, certainly. Uh, and in particular, in the mid-2010s, the Brian Bowen, Eric Davis, Jimmy Bell kind of era there in the middle, uh, where Arthur Hill was beaten the crap out of Saginaw. <laughs> uh, very similar to the 1940s, which was the original kind of Arthur Hill era. Right. Uh, they won a champion, a state title in 1942, 1944, beg your pardon, and then made it to the semis many years after that as well, before Saginaw finally kind of gripped the rivalry uh, and held it for the better part of three to four decades, 1967 to 1997. It was the high defeating the Hill 21 consecutive years, or 21 consecutive times during that 30-year stretch in the districts. Uh, by the time that 1999 team came around with Jason Richardson and, uh, and boy, head coach uh, Dave Slaggart, it had been over 30 years that Arthur Hill had not won a district title. That team pulled it off. Arthur Hill had kind of regained control of some power in the city. Dar Tucker made his way through. We had the years of Maurice Jones um, and a lot of talent then flooding to really the golden era of these two programs in the early or in the mid-90s all the way through, basically right now yeah. uh, with Saginaw making it all the way back to the state semis a season ago in surprising fashion. So even though Saginaw was the far better team, I think, last year, they played two 
uh, in football terms, one possession games. Right. And so even though it feels like Saginaw is probably a couple points better this year, maybe even 10 points better in terms of talent, this one's going to go right down to the buzzer. One of those games that you'd like to play 96 minutes as opposed to just 48 and in the high school game uh, as opposed to just 32. Well, you look at just the last five games. I mean, a three-point game last year, um, the year before that, a two-point finish. You've got a nine-point game the year prior, five points and a ten-point. I mean, every single time. You can throw the stats out the window. They don't matter in games like this when the intensity is at that high of a level. And you can start to sense it as people are starting to come into the building. Dow Event Center getting more and more crowded by the minute. I mean, you can feel it as soon as you pull off the highway. There's cars everywhere ready to get inside of the building. This is the place to be in the Great Lakes Bay region today um, on this fantastic Friday night. I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this all season long. I know me personally haven't seen one of these games before as a part of this rivalry. Uh, I'm glad I get to see one before it potentially is all done. And we keep saying potentially because they could perhaps match up in the playoffs um, coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's funny. We were having conversations about that potential matchup. Some local media believe that is certainly going to be the case that they may meet. Saginaw is going to be favored in their district in Class B. Arthur Hill... You know, they're going to have to take down maybe a pretty good Freeland team in their district for those two uh, programs to meet again. But uh, right now, that regional semi would be positioned at Corona High School. And uh, if this is the first warning the folks in Corona are getting to a potential high hill game for the final matchup ever as part of a playoff game coming their way, uh, well, they don't have enough time if they're only starting now to get ready. I can tell you that much. And so uh, if there is... Uh, a meeting in the postseason, you would hope the state and the MHSA would step in and think, uh, where can we have this at a school that would make a little bit more sense? Would, would you move it to a larger facility like a Grand Blank or a Davison? Would you have it, uh, say, at Saginaw High one last time, even though it, it wouldn't be big enough to host that? Or would you put it right back here at the Dow Event Center? Say, what's going on here? Where, where every matchup for so many years took place. Um, and so who, who knows? You know, Pardia for for the legacy of it, you kind of hope this would be the last meeting, but uh, you know to go out potentially in a regional a few weeks from now, and we're not too far away from it. It would be less than a month from now these two teams would meet again for it. So creeping up fast. Yeah. Let's go over a couple of the notable alumni that have come from this game. Uh, I know we've already mentioned Jason Richardson, Draymond Green has been of talk, Darvin Ham, Lakers head coach, uh, right now graduated from Saginaw High School in 1992. Anthony Roberson, 0-2. Paul Dawkins, 75. I mean, everywhere you look, both schools full of NBA players, football well, players as well. We can get into that. That's a different topic. But Yeah, I about mean, last 80 to 90 years, think about it, Ben, 106 all-state basketball players between the two programs. Every single decade since the 1930s, there have been 10-plus. And so it's not like one decade or two decades had 30 all-state performers. Every decade, this city, these two schools have produced double-digit all-state basketball players dating back to the 1930s. Uh, five of those have finished in the top two for the Michigan State Basketball Player of the Year, including Richardson winning it in 1999. You think we get a Darvin Hammock spotting tonight? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Darv, Lakers? Darv somewhat famously did not play much at Saginaw High. He's a wow. 93 grad. Um, 92. 92 grad Darv was. And 
So if you want to paint the picture here, Darv. Former Piston. Former Piston, currently head coach, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Darv's son, Darvin Ham Jr., who's now a developmental coach with uh, the Cleveland Charge in the NBA G League, former player at Northwood. Uh, Darv Jr. played his high school ball at Arthur Hill. And so while his dad was a Saginaw Trojan, didn't play all that much, ended up going to play at Texas Tech, his college ball. That's when he came onto the scene. But uh, Coach Marshall Thomas at the time, uh, you know, Darv just couldn't see the floor in his second. Believe it or not, NBA champion both in the head coaching ranks and as a player in 2004 with the Pistons, did not see the floor much for the early 90s Saginaw Trojans. Uh, shows you how much talent on both of these rosters yeah. in any given year. Oh, That's right. We're here at the Dow Event Center. I'll throw out the number 989-837-6125. Building really starting to fill up. These baseline seating areas, whew, they're starting to fill up. Um, we're just... Under 40 minutes away from tip-off here in Saginaw, getting ready for what they call the Game of Legends. And that's that's certainly one way to put it because, as Brad was just mentioning, uh, every decade there's just players going to D1 colleges, making it all the way to the association. And this goes back not just the last couple of years, not just the last couple of decades, but all the way back to the 60s, 40s, like you mentioned. Well, and even the last couple of years, you know, I'll, I'll shout out some names that I've had a chance to cover over the last few seasons, uh, um, and we'll see a, a few of them tonight who were on the state semifinalist team a year ago for the Saginaw Trojans. But, uh, you know, I came into the rivalry in 2015, and since that point, you know, I mentioned Eric Davis and Brian Bowen a lot, Jimmy Bell, who's uh, still playing college ball, in fact, transferring for his final year of eligibility to Mississippi State. But uh, Ronquavia Southward, Surreal Smith, Freddie McIntosh, uh, Al Eichelberger, Henry Spate, these are all uh, Saginaw Trojan dogs over the last decade that have helped teams make it all the way to the regionals and the Breslin. And uh, in fact, Al Eichelberger's younger brother uh, is on the team right now. So uh, a lot of guys doing great things uh, and a lot of big time. Uh, Jaquani Moore, a former Arthur Hill Lumberjack, uh, a few seasons back, was a stud on the floor. We've had uh, Burt Brown, Will Rogers, uh, names galore. Uh, and I'm missing a lot right now that, uh, you know, there have been kids that wouldn't play at Ferris State uh, that were in this rivalry. So missing a lot of names still. Um, great talent up and down the rosters. There's too many to count. Too many to count. 989-837-6125. Let's get to some predictions next here on the payoff. Coming at you live from the Dow Event Center. Getting ready for potentially the last game between the Hill and the High. Saginaw High taking on Arthur Hill. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. You can listen to that right here on 100.9. The Mitt, John Vicari, Brad Tunney going to be on the call. We'll get to predictions next here on the payoff. Fueled by Forward Energy. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mint. Coming at you live from the Dow Event Center as we get ready for potentially the last game between the best rivalry in high school hoops across the state of Michigan. Saginaw High taking on Arthur one last time. Girls game just wrapped up. Saginaw defeats Flint 48 to 43, and now we're starting to get ready for the big game. You can tell the energy in this arena just shifted. Man, they're playing uh, a Legacy of Champions video up there right now. Uh, some of this is from the documentary produced by Ryan Slocum a couple of years ago. He got interviews from all the big dignitaries in this uh, rivalry. Jason Richardson and Julian Taylor and Tony Davis, of course. And, uh, Eugene Seals, by the way, congrats to him. His girls, Saginaw United team, won the 
the pregame today between Saginaw United and Carmen Ainsworth. 48-43, the final score leading us into what will be a really special next half hour leading us to tip off of the boys game. I just looked over at Coach Julian Taylor, uh, head coach for Saginaw High. Uh, big old smile on his face looking up at that scoreboard watching all those awesome highlights of this rivalry's past. He's got his Trojans waiting in the wings beyond the hockey boards here at the Dow Events Center. Um, and the, the Arthur Hill Lumberjacks waiting as well with Tony Davis on the other end. It's, uh, it's going to be a special half hour coming up. They just asked all of the uh, state champions. So if you've ever been on a state championship roster for th these two teams to make their way into the corner. And so there are a lot of Saginaw High Trojans in particular hanging out over there right now. They were all asked to go hang out by Coach T. Marshall Thomas, who is the head coach of Saginaw High from 1982 to 2004, before giving way to Lou Dawkins and Julian Taylor after that. Uh, coach Thomas also was the AD from 82 to 2000, before giving way to our good boy, Dan Zatkowski, who is the athletic director for those three state championships in 07, 08, and 2012. Ski, we love you, brother. We talked to him for about an hour today on the phone. He couldn't make it up for it, but he is just as excited to hang out with us on the air tonight and listen. And uh, as always, you know, sweet, sweet black and gold. He's bleeding it every day of his life, <laughs> hoping that uh, the Trojans pull one out in this final meeting. But, uh, you know, a lot of love for Julian Taylor and in particular Coach T who's waiting in the corner with uh, all the former state champions right now. All those former state champions, I know they still got a little bit of competitive gene in them. Do you think we can get a little pickup game going before the I mean, game An alumni starts? game would be a hell of a building <laughs> boost right now. They get to put a ball out there, roll it out, see what goes on, huh? Yeah, I think all you'd have to do is someone's going to pick it up and start playing. That's right. You can't resist it. Um, on the other side of the arena, we have the Saginaw High team getting ready to come out, get their warm-ups going. I mean, Brad, they walked by us earlier, and I looked. I looked at John, and I said, "That's a high school team. <laughs> they have the intimidation factor." Because I'll tell you, when I was in high school, if a team that big walked across us, that we would be intimidating. This <laughs> this does not look like just any other regular high school team. And, and here's something too, because you hope this isn't lost on the current players, and not to say that the guys that are playing in the game today don't deserve <laughs> what it is, because. They certainly do. Everybody who's ever played in this rivalry understands what it is. But it's hard, maybe, for a group of 16, 17, 18-year-olds to maybe put into context at this point in their lives what this game means to over 100 years of history to not only the high schools, but to the entire city and to the state. Uh, there are people around the state that would travel to Saginaw for these games, whether they lived in Grand Rapids or Lansing or Flint or Detroit. This was the game for a lot of folks. And I can tell you that because there have not been an em there's not been an empty gym in this rivalry for decades. And so to to hope and, and to know that the players that are going to be stepping on the floor today, their coaches, their programs, I think have put and instilled in them enough history because this is not a history that starts when they make their way onto campus. This is a history that starts when they are two years old. Where did their grandfathers play? Where did their uncles play? Mm -hmm. Where did their brothers play? Where did their cousins play? Where do they live? A sense of pride. North side of the river, south side of the river. Where did they grow up? It's all ingrained, it's all baked into the communities right, to reach the point of playing for one of these two programs. This is why they're born Versus into the city, to play in this game. Mm -hmm. And these kids know it from the time that they're born. 
whether they are a legacy player or not, whether their grandfathers, whether their fathers, whether their brothers or cousins played in the game, it doesn't matter. You're born in Saginaw. You're playing in the High Hill game. And uh, it comes down to today. Could you come forward, please? Some of the alumni starting to come out from some of these past state championships teams. Anybody look familiar over there, Brad? Coach T leading the way in the Trojans. Uh, quarter zip, Saginaw, block S on the hat. And he's walking. I mean, that's the king of Saginaw right there, Saginaw Hoops. 20-plus uh, year history as the head coach and as the athletic director. He's the reason why Saginaw basketball in the modern era is what it is. Uh, he's the coaching tree to what has led to Julian Taylor and before him Lou Dawkins. And uh, the player tree for all these great basketball players over the years. He's the one who had Lamar Woodley. He's the one who had Darvin Hammond and, and led to Draymond Green in the late 2000s. He's the one who had Charles Rogers uh, and Eugene Seals. And, uh, man, this is, uh, you and I already, I mean, we can't even appreciate it. I'm no. in my late 20s, you're in your early 20s. This is your first edition of the, of the, of the rivalry, and I've been around for 10 years here in the region and, and have come to love this. This is my favorite game of the year. Uh, pros down to middle school ball. This is the game. And, uh, for, for some of the people in attendance right now, for some of you still driving in, man, this, uh, this is a homecoming. This is a reunion. Starting to feel it. Definitely starting to feel it. Here at the Dow Event Center, getting ready for tip-off between Arthur Hill and Saginaw. The game of legends, they call it, as right now they continue to honor and celebrate some of the past state championship teams uh, and rosters, former players on both of these two schools alumni base lot football players too here's a yeah. state championship uh, Arthur Hill football team uh, Saginaw state championship football team in 1999 with Lamar and Charles and all the likes uh, 96 Saginaw state championship basketball team here comes coach T's group they won a class A state championship they beat Southfield Lathrop, 67 to 60. Come on up, gentlemen. Man, we're gonna we're gonna pop up the uh, the ambient noise here a little bit. Give a wave, give a wave, both sides. Next up, 1999 Saginaw High School State Championship football team. Head coach Don Durrett. They beat Birmingham Brother Rice 14-7 to win the Division II state championship. Give a wave, you guys. All side of the room. We have next up 2005-2006 Arthur Hill High School State Championship. Here comes the 06 State Championship team. Greg McMath's team, his son Greg Lawson on the team. Uh, ABC 12's uh, sports department this week put together an awesome feature, Ben, on this championship run for them because 
Greg's son, Greg Lawson, whose son now is playing at Davison. There was great footage of on the Breslin Center floor, uh, Greg Lawson, who at the time, uh, you know, was getting ready for his first son, who is now playing at Davison High. And they were all together on the floor for that 06 championship, breeding some of the best basketball players in the state. Uh, Greg McMath had his job as the Arthur Hill head coach until 2017. And man, uh, Arthur Hill legend. See if we see any tears at some point, you know? Oh, I'm sure we will. Starting to get to the modern age now with uh, Coach Julian Taylor. Coach Lou Dawkins not in attendance, unfortunately, but man. Next up, Saga High School again. Back-to-back -back state championships. Class A, head coach Lou Dawkins. They beat Detroit Pershing 90. Tip-off, by the way, coming up at about 7 o'clock, we're hoping. It might go a little bit beyond that, of course. But John Vaccari going to be joining us, Ben, for the call of today's game. So stick with us. We'll have coverage all the way through. This, uh, this barn's starting to fill pretty well. Oh, yeah. And this whole ceremony celebrating some of these past championships. I mean, this is going to take a little bit because Saginaw, uh, Saginaw High, the most winning high school basketball team in MHSAA history. They have the most wins. Six different state championships, Brad. Long history. Long history. It's been about 12 years, 2012 being the last one, but 1942. Lot, yeah. In recent history, can't go, you know, can't go unexplained with the, the dip in enrollment for these two programs. We've seen it in Flint in this region for many decades now, consolidating from what were six major high schools at one point to now to one. And that's what we're staring in the face right now with Saginaw at this point. Uh, you know, it wasn't long ago, uh, you know, I was alive in the 90s when, well, I was young, of course, not that old then. I was alive when these two programs together, these two schools together, uh, you know, would combine for close to 4,000 students in these two high schools. And it's now under 1,000. And so, you know, it's an, it was inevitable because... When I first came to the region, and this is the crazy part about it, when I first came to the region in 2014-15 for the high school basketball season, uh, we at that point were getting ready to consolidate these schools. And now we think about where we've come to today 11 years later uh, and thinking that in 2014, I remember reading a piece from Mick McCabe, the Hall of Fame sports writer uh, covering high school sports in the state of Michigan. He wrote in February of 2014, this is the last regular season matchup between Saginaw and Arthur Hill ever. And we're taking it in today. Wow. And yet, <laughs> 11 years later, we have finally reached that point. Because in 2014, when these two uh, programs were meeting, the school board was meeting three days later. They met on a Friday. School board was meeting on Monday. Come on, of course, they did not decide to consolidate at that point. They pushed it back. And I'm looking over now. It looks like Brian Bowen has just made his way into the building. Uh, NBA first-round draft pick. G-leaguer, NBA player with the Indiana Pacers. Let me ask you this, Brad. What do you think the impact of these two schools, these two basketball teams, I should say, merging together is going to have on the future but of both of their programs? It's a great topic, right? Because, you know, Coach Thomas said it best himself. He, he's excited for the next chapter. What's next for this rivalry? And you might be thinking, well, the rivalry's over. Well, 
Maybe it's just getting started. It could just be getting started. We know how good the programs have been on their own for the last 100 years. How good can they be together? How good from a, uh, you know, say for what it is in the state of Michigan these days, it's essentially college ball. It's a bit of the wild, wild west when it comes to building your high school basketball teams. These two programs together with the talent that should hopefully stay at home now in this community, stay in Saginaw, not going down south, not going somewhere else, not leaving the state for a prep school. What kind of talent do they keep here in Saginaw? to again build this community back better than ever in terms of basketball and supporting a joint program. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's what a lot of people in the community are looking forward to. How can Saginaw build back behind this joint basketball program? And then guess what? Build up their rivalry with the township up north and see what they can do against Heritage, who is starting to build a real basketball program 10 minutes north of the city. That's going to be the new rivalry. Is the new rivalry now the Saginaw United School going to take down a couple of programs down south in Genesee County who have been stealing some players of late? Can they fight back as we see the Saginaw Trojans make their way out onto the floor for this final matchup? Have you ever seen so many cameras at a high school basketball game <laughs> in a regular season? No, no, uh, not even, uh, this is more than you'll see at the Breslin Center for the state championship. Every news outlet. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And these guys know it too. I mean, they are poised coming out. They got a look on their face. They know what it means. Look behind us, Brad. <laughs> Everybody's on their feet. The student sections are, oh, they're ready to go. Jack boys. Who do you think has the home court advantage here tonight? Oh, man. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how they come out and, and, uh, and put it together. Now, what's interesting is the cheerleaders are already unified. They're, oh, okay. al they're, they're already united. So, <laughs> you know, the comp squads, the, the hype squads used to be behind each backboard and kind of fight against each other, stomp in the yard of sorts. And now those, they're already together. The bands are already unified, too. And so uh, the basketball team is the only thing left. Uh, they're you know, just cheering for offense. <laughs> cheering for dunks, cheering for high flies. We'll see. I'm sure we'll get some of those tonight. Tip-off just 15 minutes away, supposedly. It might be just a little bit delayed based on uh, some of the pregame celebrations that they had for some of the past state championship teams. Brad, before we get to the pregame show with John Vacari, you have a prediction for tonight. Man, it's almost like sacrilegious to pick against either of them, but, you know, <laughs> Saginaw so far has been the better group. I saw them get all the way to the state semifinals well, a season ago. I think you got to go Trojans here. you got to bleed black and gold, as our friend Dan Zatkowski is probably doing right down there uh, on the golf course. Uh, Saginaw in a close one, man. I'll tell you what, I've never seen so many dunks in a warm-up game. <laughs> Every single person on both of these teams throwing down dunks right now in warm-ups. This is going to be something spectacular. You guys can listen to the full game right here on 100.9 The Mitt. John Vacari, Brad Tunney about to be on the call. Tip-off just 15 minutes away here on 100.9 The Mitt. Right now you're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy.